0: Boker Tov, Boker Tov, everyone, Boker Tov. Page 91. Page 91, says Dr. Goodkin. Thank you very much. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We're in the middle of chapter number 17 of Tanya. And today we're going to learn of what is the purpose of man? Why are we here? What are we doing here anyway? You ever hear that question? That's the question. That is the question. Why? So, basically. Um, we, we've been learning about the concept of the intellectual love. That is the love that is produced by a decision that's made in the mind that it makes sense, it behooves me to fulfill God's commandments, to understand that there's nothing greater than God and there's nothing better to connect to than God and the only way to connect to God is by fulfilling God's commandments. So even if a Benini is unable to Generate a palpable love in the heart, but only the intellectual love that leads the person to do the mitzvahs, stay away from sin. That is called serving God with your heart, and therefore it's very near for every person to serve God with their heart, as the the Tanya tries to explain based on the verse that talks about that. So today's lesson that. Generally speaking, This Torah study in fulfilling the mitzvot consists the whole purpose of man. For it is written, I command you these mitzvot, that you do them this daily, this day. Hayom, what does it mean, hayom? This day, referring specifically to this world of physical action. And that is the point that the tadeb is pointing out that the main objective and the commandment to love God lies not in the love itself, but in the practical and wholehearted fulfillment of the commandments that is motivated by this love. So the main thing in this world is action. If you say you love God, but you don't actually do the mitzvah, so that's not the point. The point is loving Hashem and fulfilling the mitzvah side of love. Are actually bringing you to do the mitzvahs. Only tomorrow, in other words, in the afterlife, is the time of reward, as explained elsewhere. So the true love of God, which is in itself a partial reward for one serving Him, is not as important in this life as the actual performance of the mitzvot, which can be generated even by a love which remains hidden in His mind and heart. Thank you. This then is the love referred to in the verse... For It's very near to you in your heart that you may do it. A love which, though it may not find expression in the heart, is yet sufficient to motivate the performance of the mitzvot. And that is within reach of every single Jew. How does this love motivate one to perform the commandments? The Rebbe now goes on to explain. The mind, by virtue of its inherent nature, is master over the left part of the heart, the seed of the animal soul, whence come one's mundane desires and even in evil thoughts, and over the mouth and the other bodily organs which are the instruments of action. Hence, by having in his mind at least a love of God, remember we said the intellectual love and a desire to fulfill the mitzvot one can utilize the natural mastery of the mind to overcome the desires of his heart and to motivate his mouth and other bodily organs to study Torah and fulfill its commandments. We thus see that this can be done by everyone who has a heart under his own control as is a tzaddik. Or even by someone whose heart is not under his control like a tzaddik. Now we're going to give one clause, the fine print. There are certain people that lost control of their heart. And that is the Russia, the complete Russia. This is true of everyone except he who is truly wicked. That is, not the Bainini, who is considered like a Russia, but one who is truly a Russia. In this case, it cannot be said that his mind is master of his heart. On the contrary, our sages in the Gemara Brachas and the Gemara Megillah say, that the wicked are under the control of their heart, that the wicked are under the control of their heart, but their heart is not under their control at all. They are unable to master the desires of the heart, for their mind has no active control over it. What does that mean? Didn't the Alter Rebbe say that that's the nature, that the heart is controlled by the mind? So the Alter Rebbe explains that it's actually a punishment, This is a punishment for the enormity and potency of their sinfulness. So then the question is, if they lost their ability to control their heart with their mind, how could it be very near for them to fulfill the mitzvahs of the heart? It has to be for every Jew. Al-Tareb explains, doesn't talk about them actually. The Torah does not speak of the dead. That is, those wicked ones who are considered dead even during their lifetime. See Gemara Brachas further. Why? Even a Russia, complete Russia, could actually do tshuva, and, but until then, there are no no mastery over their heart. Indeed, it is impossible for the wicked to begin to serve God. That is, to observe the mitzvahs out of feeling of love and fear of God, without first repenting for their past. What does that mean? They have to break the klipos. In order to shatter the klipot that were created by their sins which form a sundering curtain and an iron wall that interposes between them and their Father in Heaven. How do you break the klipot? When a person breaks their heart that's how they break the klipot. However, how are these klippas shattered? By means of contriteness of the heart and bitterness of the soul over one's sins. As it's written in the Zohar on the Posthuk in Psalm 51. Say before we go to sleep at night. The Zohar interprets the verse as sacrifices to the Almighty, Elohim, are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. To mean that through one's breaking his heart, the unclean spirit of the Sitra Akhara, the Klippot, is broken. And this is the sacrifice that we offer to the Divine Name, Elohim. Normally, when you bring a sacrifice, it'll say the word Yudke Vavke, hash, which is the higher name of God. Here it says, a sacrifice to Elohim, which is more judgment. So you look, when speaking of the sacrifice and the laws pertaining to them, the Torah mentions only the Divine Name, Yudke Vavke, as is often repeated phrases describing the sacrifices... Nachruahne Hashem, an appealing fragrance to God, Havaya. No mention is made of a sacrifice to the divine name of Lakim. So what as the Zohar does constitute a sacrifice to the name, to that name. The Zohar interprets the previously quoted verse as answering this question. Sac- sacrifice to Lakim is a broken spirit. In other words, breaking the spirit of the Sitra achra, and this is accomplished by means of a broken and contrite heart. So Lakim is more of judgment. And, and, and bitterness you can see further the Zohar Parshas Pinchas page 240 Parshas Vayikra and portion of Vayikra Davches page 8 Davhei and page 5 Amad Aleph 5a and the commentary of Rabbi Moshe Zakuto Niran so basically if a person you cannot truly be on a spiritual path if, if you're still stuck in unwholesome behavior, and that was to break that cycle by bitter remorse, and then you can liberate your neshama. Hey, Hashem, completely take away the spirit of evil, as it says in Zechariah, that when Mashiach will come, the spirit of evil I will remove from the earth, and even the last seconds of exile that we're in now, should be, God should lighten things, lighten the load, and should be the Chauvin Haya with all the Jewish people there was life in their homes, as it says in this parsha, the coming of Mashiach now, Amen.